Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, project meeting reporting, part two. Here we go. Here's what the teacher directs to say when they're talking about a project or deliverable. Before anything else, state your status. Red, yellow, green. Green means every deliverable which has a due date of today or before was completed on time. Actually, no, that's not right. Not every day before because we could be green if something was late two weeks ago, but we're back on track. And it also means the risk of future delays is minimal. Project status is not just what has already happened. It also has an inherent bit of forecasting, which is why we get point number five in a minute. Amber or yellow means we have missed deadlines. Deadlines have passed and we haven't accomplished what's on there. But we're still confident the project delivery is not in jeopardy. We have a project right now that I'm primarily responsible for at Manager Tools. And we're yellow and I've been saying we're still yellow. And now I'm getting worried that we're going to be red. And it's my fault. Red, on the other hand, means we've missed deadlines, and these misses, as well as other issues and potentially forecast issues, likely in the future put the entire project at risk. Yeah, and I and I got one of those projects. <laughs> yeah, well, mine likely will be as well. We may have bit off more than we can chew, but it's all in the service of a good thing. But the important part is when we have our project status meetings, which we have once a week, we're yeah. very clear, right? I'm red, and here's why. And look, I know it. I know it the day before, and. I don't like saying I'm red. I don't like saying I'm yellow. No, not at all. Yeah. And Maggie and Wendy, when they talk about a project, they start the same way as well. Now, by the way, folks, we know we've defined those project red, yellow, green uh, slightly differently before. I think in an earlier cast, yellow was, I haven't missed a deadline yet, but I'm likely to. And red was simply, I've missed. Look, either one, you can define them differently Okay. We, I got a bunch of mail when we did that. It says, oh, that's not really what yellow means. And I, well, okay. There are places that disagree on what a project is and what a manager is and what a project manager is. So therefore, I think red, yellow, green, it doesn't have to be precise. Generally, red, yellow, green is a way for us to make decisions about resource allocation. We'll talk about this later in the cast, and I've hinted at it already. Reporting is not about what's already happened. It's about making more effective decisions about the future. Red, yellow, green could be backwards in some language somewhere, and it doesn't matter as long as people know what they mean and generally know that that means more resources need to be brought to bear or decisions need to be made about changes in in order to get back on track. The key is, is your status clear enough that effort is expended appropriately to address issues that come up. And any system could potentially do that. You could be go, no go. You could have five different statuses. I don't don't think that'd be a good idea, but but it might work. And, And so it sounds like when your directs are reporting to you, and by the way, folks, you could also make the case, I assume people do this with a lot of manager tools cast, that if you're gonna ask your directs to do this, it'd probably be more effective for you to talk to your boss this way. I can't imagine a director in the world who wouldn't want their direct who's a manager to say, Immediately, the first thing, I'm red, I'm amber, I'm green. So it sounds like this. You say, we're green or we're yellow. I missed finding out the cost for the external resources. Other than that, everything else is done. Or you could say, we're red. We're three weeks behind on the site location decision and further delays will risk the entire project. Now, you could do that for one task and you could say, I missed or I failed. You you could even make a task red. 
or you could talk about the entire project. We're red because of these five tasks, okay? But you always start with a statement regarding status. Now, for some of you, you don't have a statement regarding status. In other words, you don't have a status indicator like red, yellow, green. We recommend you have one. I can't tell you the number of times I've looked at a spreadsheet that has 30 or 40 projects on it. And I'm basically every executive I know looks and sees, are we green or where are we green? And then that goes away and then yellow and then red. Actually, I'm sorry, that's backwards. The first thing we look for is the red dots, right? And we say, okay, who's got that project and who's running that and why are they having a problem and what do I need to do to get it back yellow or green? This is the way professionals talk about projects. Believe us, once you start doing this, once you insist that the first words out of somebody's mouth are about status, not about effort, you'll know long before status is shared what the status is. You will, because the moment you hear a story, the moment you start hearing some background without hearing status, you know they're going to say amber or red. It's like, yes or no, have we done this or not? Well, the answer there is no, haven't done it. Okay. Look, another reason, how do you know? Because if the standard is to report status first and always first, those who are green will trumpet it. They will. And those who are not will attempt to obfuscate, right? To use your word, Mike, obfuscate. That's what you do. Tell people, I want to hear status first. Either the task is done or not done, or the project is red, yellow, green, or whatever status indicator system you want to use. And then if they want to talk about effort after that, it's okay. Okay, so let's talk about that because our third point is do not allow stories about progress or updates or general overviews. Is that true all the time or or is that true just prior to them saying what their status is? Yeah, we've probably beaten this horse to death. I'm I'm good at that in CAS, right? Uh, What most of us do is we mean well. Maybe we think we're building relationships with people, but we're not. And we allow stories to, oh, I got to tell you what what happened in the meeting last week. You guys aren't going to believe this, right? And you have to interrupt and say, wait, 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 give me the status first and then tell me the story. By the way, when you do that, when you allow those things to come first, you're saying, it's okay. I don't mind. Uh, I I understand. It's okay. Status is not what's important. I want to hear the story kind of thing. You can express those sentiments. You can tell the story. You can give updates. You can give a general overview after you have heard what the actual status is. So when we say don't allow stories about progress or updates or general overviews, what we mean until after status happens. Now, look, it's much better to cut someone off. And I mean, I'm I'm not suggesting uh, being rude, but if an agenda is tight on a project status meeting and somebody gives their status and then they want to tell a story, it's more effective to politely cut them off and say, I love the story. It's so sorry we're behind. Let's get to the next project. Let's hear from them and so on. We can share stories at the end if we've got time in the parking lot, right? I know we all want to hear it, Joe, and we got to get through this thing. If you allow the story to come first, then you're going to have to cut the story off and then you're going to have to get status. Let's get the status done. It helps us manage our time and the meeting. And look, The fact is, stories are a chance to deflect blame from the responsibility of, did I do it or did I not do it? They're a chance to make a miss on a task or a project reasonable, Uh, right? Well, I did what it was reasonable, but it didn't turn out well. And, And look, we fall for them. I fall for them. But if a project fails, it's full of stories about how it wasn't anybody in the team's fault. Are you really going to say, well, it's not our fault, so therefore the failure is okay? Do you really believe that? 
And frankly, what does that say about a project that meets all of its deadlines? I have to tell you, mm. the top performers who, uh, who hear you listening to stories and say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, say to themselves, why am I working so hard? I mean, other than the fact that I get to say green, he doesn't seem to be upset about the other projects missing. He's letting people tell him stories and kind of, you know, why am I bothering? Was it just luck? You know, is it just luck that some people don't, you know, it's bad luck when, when a project misses. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. And look. An aside here, some of us are working in organizations where deadlines get missed a lot and projects slide and products, product launches slide. Or if projects slide and product launches don't, it's because of the dreaded forced march at the end of the project. But folks, we we want you to know something. There are thousands of companies in the world who do not miss a product delivery ever. Okay, They don't. They know they will do it. Because that's what's important at their company. And frankly, in a lot of companies, if you're a lower level manager, you may not realize this, but the delivery date of your project that goes into a product that's going to be shipped, let's say Q2, I'm making that up, and you're early in the, in the status of, of making this happen. If you start missing and you say, well, it's so far away, there's plenty of slack in there. You understand that your company is assuming revenues will come in immediately following that launch. If you miss by a month, you might say, well, we got to make sure the product's right. And that's good. We'd want to make sure the project's right. But an executive would say, we want to make a project, make sure the product's right now. We want to make sure it's right before we ship it. And we want to ship it on the date we say we are. Because if we're late by a month and this product's supposed to bring in $20 million a month, That first month, you might say, well, we'll start making money in a month. But no, that $20 million is already in the budget. You can't delay by a day or a week or a month without costing the company money. And and I'm not talking about internal resource money, the funny money that people talk about. I'm talking about cash. Because the month the product is not in the marketplace is gone forever. It's $20 million forever that you can't have that month back. And you might say, well, but there's going to be a life cycle of the product, so we'll probably make the same amount of that product regardless. Okay, fine, but we make that $20 million earlier. Why isn't that good? Thanks to the to the, the time value of money, that's worth a, a good deal more, $20 million now versus $20 million a couple of years from now. And to be clear, if you're wondering who those companies are that do that, they're the best companies in the world. We could talk for hours about how they do it. In fact, we're sharing them with you, with sharing how they do it with you in bits and pieces over the course of the years. Or we could do the simple thing is boil it all down to the most important answer. Everyone understands that you don't miss ship dates. When that is your thinking, you don't miss. And again, it is the thinking of the best companies in the world. Everything else gets very simple. And by definition, that ends up happening. If you start that way, what ends up happening very quickly is everybody gets very focused on meeting every task and deadline and deliverable. And if you're not living in that environment now, probably it's because your company has done it to itself. I'm not saying you work at a bad company at all, but you have an opportunity to improve the competitive advantage of your entire company or at worst your team by saying, we're not going to miss. Guys, don't miss. And the way one of the ways you teach that is by saying we always start talking about status first. And look, it's the only the sweetest and least effective of bosses at really good companies who tolerate project status delays or or for that matter, relatedly, project status reporting that is anything less than results focused. Simple as that. Good. Okay. 
So let's get to the our, our fourth point. And I don't think it's going to surprise a lot of listeners. It, for us, it's not enough simply to observe ineffective behavior. When our directs do things that probably aren't as effective as they could be, we have to give feedback and or guidance to them. And there's no difference here during project status meetings. Yeah. If you're alone, obviously, if you're getting, if, I, if I'm working for Mike and I'm giving a, a task status or a project status, when Mike's heard the report from me, when he's being briefed, you give me feedback about, hey, that's green. That's good. Hey, can I give some feedback when that's green, when you're green on something? It makes it easy for me to manage a project. Thanks. Hey, when you're amber, it means I may have to get involved. When you're red, I have to get really involved, which takes time away from other things I'm doing. Can we do that differently next time? Now, look, if you're not alone, folks, and, and we started out talking about project status meetings, so let's assume you're not alone. Make a note in the margins and give feedback later. You know, Mike could just put an M or an MA for Mark, circle it and put minus F status and say, hey, Mark, when you miss status, when you're amber, when you're, when you're red, it slows us down. Can you do that better for me? Thanks. So now we've got a double whammy. I have to talk status first, and I know I'm going to get positive or negative feedback based on my status. Not all the time, but we recommend that's the way you think about as a manager communicating and behaving around people getting things done to a high-quality standard on time, on budget, and if you'll pardon the joke, in scope. If it's a good report, if it's green or mostly green, great. Give positive feedback. If it's not, you're not a micromanager, folks, if you suggest things that could be done to get things back on track. I'll tell you, that's one of my unofficial duties in the world is to rail uh, and to effectively change this belief that, oh, I wouldn't want to be a micromanager. The problem in the world, folks, is not micromanagement. Very few bosses, if any. Now, there are some are micromanagers. The vast majority of bosses are way under managing. And if something is going wrong and you're not willing to dive down into it, then your interest in not being a micromanager is hurting you. Because if something is going wrong and it's important, you should be down in the weeds. We recommend you get down in the weeds. Now, listen for statements about extra efforts or change strategies or different communications in the event that a project is reported as yellow or red. Frankly, more of the same is just going to get you more of the same here. So give feedback, not only on status, give feedback about the communication. When you tell me stories before you've told me status, it takes me longer to learn what I need to do or what you need to change in order to get us there. Look, I'm just going to say it again. One of the hardest lessons I've ever learned in my professional life was that it wasn't micromanagement if others haven't done, hadn't done what they'd committed to. And you as a manager got involved and got things back on schedule. You know, I wanted to let everybody discover it on their own. I trust them, all that kind of stuff. It's crap. Just because you have the idea and you tell someone do X doesn't mean you're micromanaging. If you're the one that suggests, well, look, I know you're having a problem here. Call this guy. He can make it happen over there. And somebody said to me once, well, you ought to let them try to figure that out on their own. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do a lot of times. And it's not micromanaging for me to say, guys, you're doing it wrong. Do this. Just do this right here real quick. And then you'll get back on track. And then you'll be able to say next week that you're green on status. It's okay to tell people what to do. It's okay to suggest. It's okay to recommend. It's okay to give a directive if it's about getting assigned projects back on time and on budget. Guidance is not micromanagement. Now, is it possible if you say, I'll do it? 
that's still not micromanagement. If every single time anybody's at all late and you take it back and do it yourself, then you're starting to micromanage. But I wouldn't bet anybody listening to me right now is doing that because everybody's too darn busy. All right. And then our last point today, expect forecast. A lot of managers, that's that's a mistake they make, right? They think that reporting yeah. is only about what's happened before, what's happened in the past, right? <laughs> oh, dude, the number of times people have come up to me at conferences and they've said, or clients have said, I don't get this whole thing you're talking about. The reporting is about the future. Wow. Yeah. 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 Everything is about the future, folks. Nothing about the past is worth dwelling on at all. The past is dead and gone. Mike, remember how, how different now the response we get at conferences is to the feedback model when we really drill into the whole issue of feedback is about future behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And so you don't have to be upset when somebody made a mistake. In fact, the way you chuckle about giving negative feedback is you picture them doing it right in the future. All feedback is about the future. If it's about the past, you're wasting your time. You can't do anything about the past, right? We report on the past. I mean, we, we have to yeah. figure out where we are, but the past is only useful as an indicator of where we're going to be in the future. Right? That's exactly, the whole point right. of looking at it. Yes. And I think what people think is I'm reporting on the past. So therefore, that's what we're talking about. No. In the same way that when we give feedback, we point out something that went well or poorly and we're doing it in order to change the future or to keep the future the same. In other words, we're doing it to discuss future behaviors. Project status reporting is talking about what's already happened, but the purpose of it is, is to make our future behavior more effective. Yeah. And people say to me, well, we can't report on the future. No, we don't report on the future. We report on the past in order to make our decisions about the future better. Reporting is about what's happened, but it's also designed to talk about upcoming work, resource issues, timing, and so on. Reporting is not about what has happened after a fashion, but about making decisions about the future more effective. So it's completely normal to expect to hear about what actions will be taken coming up. This is funny. Managers say, oh, I don't need to hear about what you're going to do next week. Gosh, why wouldn't you want to? Sure. You sure you do, right? So somebody's going to say, well, of course, let's assume that they've started out by saying green, amber, red, whatever. And here's how we're solving this particular problem, right? Good. But nothing wrong at all with them saying a couple of things coming up this week. We need to make sure we get right A, B, C, D, whatever. That's fine. Over the course of the next reporting period, as long as they're talking about things that will affect status, okay, that's a good thing. They report on the, the actual status. They talk about what they're doing to make it right if it's yellow or red. And then they talk about future behaviors. Somebody might say in the meeting, we have the meeting finally set up. I'm confident they will come with the number we need, and that will help us start climbing out of the hole we're in. Now, a lot of managers, when, when I, I, years ago, I told a manager, you've got to get them to talk about status. Status is what's important here. You've got to make decisions about resources. They say, okay. And then they would tell status, and then they would say, but here's what's coming up. And the manager said, no, 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 I'll even know about status. No, we don't mean that at all. Status is about future decisions. And so if they're going to tell you activity coming up, that's okay. That's fine. It's actually good. And we've already given guidance or feedback on past actions, right? What, what, already, what already took place, right? If in fact, it's a one-on-one -on -one meeting, it makes all the sense in the world to hear about and to potentially address future actions. For instance, no, we won't keep trying, right? The example I gave before about we're going to come up with the number we want. If the meeting isn't on the calendar by Tuesday of next week, I want to know and I'll make a phone call. I don't want to have to make a phone call, but I will make a phone call if it's not done. Or you could say, I trust you, Robin. 
and let me know by Wednesday, not Friday, if it's set up. If it's not, we'll discuss what to do then, right? So this is us being more assertively involved in the project. And you might choose to be more assertively involved in something that's yellow that rather than something that's green. But our point here is just because we don't want to hear about activity first, about things people have done the previous week, because we start talking about status first, don't assume we don't want to hear about things that are planned for the next week. And if somebody wants to tell us what's what's planned and we want to say, good, that's a good plan, or no, I want you to change that because I know there's a there's a landmine there, that's completely normal. And talking about future work is much more valuable than talking about what happened last week because what happened last week cannot be changed. And look, folks, once your team learns to present on results first, and actually results versus activities, they'll be much more understanding of your involvement when future results are in question. But if effort is all you ask about or get briefed on, it's no surprise that you get involved in a problem. Or put differently, it's no surprise that you getting involved is a problem for your directs, right? Hmm. If all they're doing is telling you what they've done, then they just want to keep doing what they're doing. But when status is important and you elevate it in this way, the way we're recommending, they're going to be less surprised when you get involved because they know that what you're interested in is status, not activity. And I think that's it. Awesome. I love this. I I love it. It's a small change, folks. It really is. And I know you're thinking, gosh, why'd you talk so long about it? I respect that. I probably talk too much about things that seem simplistic, but it's these kinds of small things that are never in the business books. And, you know, the professor who writes it never gets down into the weeds and says, these are some of the small things that can make a difference. And there are managers all over the world, frontline managers, supervisors down on the floor of a plant that people don't even think of as managers that don't have budgets and executives that do it this way. And you go to one of their meetings and it feels better. It feels different. And you might say, I don't know what they were doing. This is one of the things they're doing. They insist on status coming yeah. first. I recall a meeting in McQuantico that was, 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 was exactly along these lines that was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know what? It changes the way people work on your project. It causes people, things fall away. Things that aren't important fall away. People start communicating much more linearly or much more effectively and efficiently, and it affects the way they act day-to-day and week-to-week. It's a small thing, but it makes a big difference. So again, we want deliverables, not progress. Deliverables are what matter. Tasks and, and accomplishment are what matter. So we always talk about status first. You don't allow stories or updates general overview until after you've heard status. You've got to give feedback and or guidance when you can. And it's okay to talk about forecasts of activity for the future week. Don't assume that because activity, we don't start with activity. We couldn't finish with activity as long as activity is about things that are coming up. The fact is projects are different than day-to-day work, folks. They rely on dependencies that we're making clear. Early delays, gosh, I wish I could wave a magic wand and, and teach this, but early delays are almost always not just continued, but actually compounded when it comes to projects. It's not effective to allow early delays because we're understanding or respectful. The whole point of being a manager is making everybody who works for you more effective. And that means having them focus on the right things, which is results and not activity. Cool. Awesome, my friend. Thanks, partner. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. 
that's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, check out the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. So long.